0: Welcome to the waves. This is our Golden Bachelor podcast. Bring out the kids. Every week, we're talking about the latest episode of the newest installment of the Bachelor franchise and 72 year old Gary's quest for love. I'm Shayna Roth, senior producer at Slate.
1: And I'm Laura Stasi, host of the podcast Dating While Gray.
0: Laura, it's hometowns week. <laughs> Honestly, I usually check out for hometowns when I'm watching any of the Bachelor iterations. I hate hometowns. I find them so cringe. The typical idea of like getting a father's permission to marry someone that you aren't even sure if you want to marry and making the meeting of the family into this big thing. I mean, I just, I don't like it traditionally. And Honestly, I didn't like this. I kind of hated it, but for different reasons in this episode, like the cringe factor is still very much there, but it has shifted because now we're talking about grown adults. Although in the other bachelor iterations, they were also grown adults, but like we're talking about like (laughs) more mature adults who have been through some stuff. Maybe they've been divorced or uh, their former love has died, adding a crazy element to all of this, that we're getting grandkids involved and children involved. It was kind of a mess for me. But what do you think of the concept of hometowns sort of in general as an element of a dating show?
1: Well, I think hometown visits were actually more important for this older cast because all of these people supposedly have full complete lives before they decided to be on this show. Now that said, we don't need to focus on kids. Um, I think there are kind of collateral damage in all of this. I have a friend who said that she hoped that all the kids were told, hey, this is TV, it's not real, we're play acting, this is your line, so that they d- so that they aren't actually invested in the outcome. But as for a hometown, wouldn't it have been nice to see these women actually in their hometown elements, where they live, what they do, their normal routines? I don't think we saw that. I think that was Teresa's daughter's house. I don't think. And then I think Leslie met at a restaurant venue or something. Um, And I also would have liked to have seen Gary in his hometown element, getting ready for this date, talking with his pickleball friends, talking with his daughters, Yeah, when you get older, you really want to know what that person's life is like, their day-to-day life. And they could have done that with the hometown visits, and they chose to just focus on family.
0: Yeah, I mean, we got a little bit of that, I guess, with Faith, because she had Gary meet her horses. Which was kind of an interesting thing, and we will get to that in a bit. And you touched on what I don't like about hometowns, which is that because we're not actually, like, getting these slice-of-lifes of these people, it's a very short, high-pressure situation. And you get these very stilted, sit-down conversations. I mean, nothing feels natural. The conversations, honestly, to me, feel vaguely threatening sometimes, or it's just like, so... <laughs> <laughs> what are your intentions here and it's just it's uncomfortable to watch um but I will say yeah. that Gary did a pretty good job of dealing with that at first with Teresa and then it all just kind of went downhill as he starts professing his love
1: yeah hey is Gary a player I'm starting to think Gary's a player I
0: mean- He might be a player or he might just, like, not be able to keep his heart in check with all of this. He's saying that he's in love. Well, he told two of the women that he loved them. Poor Teresa is sort of over here in left field. And I was really... Surprised by that because usually they're not supposed to say that. They do all of the I'm falling in love or I, you're very special to me. Like, usually there's a history of like couching that, but for him to say that to Faith and Leslie on two different occasions at two different hometowns was shocking to me.
1: Yeah. And after the Teresa hometown, he's talking to the camera and it's like he is now talking himself into being in love with Teresa. Because when the daughter asked, do you think you're falling in love or whatever she said, um, Gary was like, you know, I don't know. I don't even know what love should feel like. I'm like, "Okay, really? You don't know what love should feel like? I know you're a widow. I know you loved your former wife, but Everybody knows what love feels like. You know what lust feels like. But then when she says that she's in love, or I guess it was his sister who told Gary, oh yeah, you're the one for Teresa, I can tell. That sort of persuaded Gary to believe, okay, well, if she's feeling that way, therefore I have to feel that way. I thought his profession of falling in love with Teresa was not sincere, or it wasn't, maybe he was Maybe he thought he was being sincere, but it just didn't ring true to me.
0: You're hitting on a very interesting thing about Gary, which it feels like a lot of his professed feelings depend on the other person. And he wants to jump to whatever level that they are at. And I think he feels bad if he is not on the same level as these other women. And what he's forgetting is that they're just dating him. He's dating all of them. And that's different like the feelings have to be different like they're of course going to get to love faster because they just have to worry about one person to fall in love with whereas he's got all of these other people correct but let's 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 get into Teresa's hometown a little bit more because she had the first hometown and I thought that for her Gary was doing a decent job of you know sort of playing by the rules, if you will, and not getting anybody's hopes up. So Gary met Teresa's sisters and daughter and her grandkids. I mean, these kids are cute, but one of them says that Teresa is lonely, but not in a sweet way, I thought.
2: <laughs> what do you think about me and your nana being together? When she comes over a lot because she's
1: always lonely. It would mean a lot to her if you guys get married. Okay, okay but I'm just expecting everything to continue to go well, because I think if I like him this much, I think they will, too.
2: What can you tell me about your Nana that is the most interesting?
1: When taking selfies, she would do this weird
0: face where she like, duck lips, I think it's called. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you don't want someone telling the guy that you're dating. She's lonely so it would mean a lot to her if you guys got married. And this is what I'm talking about about like the vaguely threatening like high pressure conversations that happen. And I think that Gary after that maybe that shook him a little bit where he's like maybe I do need to be in love with this person.
1: Yeah, but how cute were those grandkids? I, I mean, mean all the they kids were are, just
0: <laughs> let's you know well, I'm going to say some some stuff about these kids. Blanket statement. They're all cute. They're all adorable. That being said, I find the use of them incredibly annoying.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think we can all agree, parents or non-parents, we all agree, don't bring the grandkids into it or, or don't give them cringy lines or if these were their natural questions. I mean, you wouldn't want in real life your grandkid to say that to somebody you've known for four weeks and you know, you're bringing home to meet the family.
0: No, no. I mean, you don't really want, I mean, these kids, it, it feels weird when you, when they start talking about Gary and sort of talking to Gary as like a, well, maybe you're going to be my grandfather,
1: my new Papa. Yeah,
0: <laughs> That's not okay. Guys, like, like these no. are kids. They don't understand what's going on.
1: You know, and I think too, with the Teresa visit, when we saw her daughter get so emotional It really struck me, okay, up until this point, we've been thinking about Teresa's dearly departed husband as her husband who died, and that's why she needs love. And, you know, that's why she needs love again. But when we saw her daughter get so emotional, that's when it hit me. That was her father. And she might be a grown-up, but she's still a kid. And let's be gentle with kids of all ages You know, there's a kind of a saying or people believe, oh, you know, you should wait until the kids are grown before you get a divorce because we know older kids can handle a divorce. It won't affect them. And many studies have shown, the studies that have been done, kids of all ages are affected by divorce. And so we also must think kids of all ages are affected by their parent dying. It doesn't matter if you now have kids of your own and you do want your surviving parent to find happiness again. But it still can bring up all kinds of emotions. And I feel like the producers maybe weren't as sensitive to that as they should have been.
0: I agree. I think that they were trying to go about this as like typical hometowns where it's like, here's all the members of the family that wanted to be a part of this. And then we have these weirdo conversations and maybe there's a vague activity and then we all move on. But you're absolutely right. I mean, we're dealing with a lot of children of different ages and grandchildren, and that just hits differently for them when you're bringing home somebody who, you know, their mom or their grandma is saying, I'm in love with this person, even though I've only known them for four weeks. You know, by the way, I might not be the one for this person. Like, it's just it's just a very different dynamic than and more complicated dynamic than is maybe appropriate for this
1: show. I agree. And also when the little grandson said, you know, she's over here all the time because she's so lonely. It struck me then maybe that was the best kind of visit for Teresa. Maybe she doesn't really have a life outside of her family, which is not I mean, that would be good information for Gary to know. Okay, she's close to her family, but is this all she's got? Does she live in this teeny little condo on the edge of town and, you know, drives over every day to be with the grandkids? Because you want to know, you want to get as complete a picture as possible as to what someone's life looked like before, before you arrived on the scene. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, let's talk about Faith. So she got the next hometown and she eases Gary in a little bit by, as we mentioned, having him meet her horses. I like Faith every episode. I like her more. Unfortunately, she seems to live out in the country country and she doesn't really want to move. I mean, her horse is buried there. And Gary also seems like he's not interested in going very far from where he currently is. And I am confused because this seems like a case of something they should have figured out weeks ago. Like, I live here. You live here. Are you willing to move? No. Okay. Maybe we need to, to separate.
1: Yeah, well, first of all, their hello when they first greeted each other. I have to say, I've said this before, I'll keep saying it, he has the most physical attraction to Faith, I'm convinced. I thought I saw his hand slide down toward her rear end when they were hugging, where he keeps it higher up with everybody else. I respect that Faith just came out and said... My home is here. I don't want to be away from my family. And she asked him, finally, you know, what would that look like? And he said some line about, you know, they'll figure it out. Or my thought was, okay, this honesty could cost Faith the contest, but it's better for her in the long run, personally. Although, wouldn't it be nice for Gary to actually consider? Something other than I'm going to live in Indiana full time and, you know, whoever I connect with has got to come to me on my terms. I don't know if that's going to happen with Faith. Although her sons, my gosh, I fell in love with her sons.
0: They were sweet. (laughs)
1: So sweet. I feel like if there's a place for Susan in future Bachelor iterations, there is a place for Faith's sons. I just love the way they spoke with him. I love the questions they asked. I also think they're not buying Gary.
0: Yeah. So you mentioned Gary lives in Indiana um, and we're seeing a bit more of like a conservative thinking side of him. And this makes me think about an email that we got from a listener. Please keep sending your emails. We love reading them. Uh, just sort of musing about like what are Gary's politics? We have not gotten really any hint of that, given that he's a white man in Indiana. I guess statistically it's likely that he's a Republican, but we we've gotten no sense of that. But hearing him basically say that he doesn't want to move and some of the other personality quirks that we've gotten from Gary. I think it's safe to say that he's a fairly conservative kind of guy, but what are your thoughts about Gary's politics?
1: Well, so I would tend to agree with the emailer. If we have to decide based on, you know, the facts that we have on hand, I would say he probably is. I also think it was rather telling what he was wearing on the airplane to go to the first hometown visit. He was Super casual in a t shirt, little shorts, and sneakers. Now, there's nothing wrong with being casual, but he was casual to the sloppy casual. (laughs) And I thought, you know, okay, be comfortable, you be you. But I do think that provided us some insight into maybe who Gary really is. Maybe Gary isn't the type to walk around in suits and look all dolled up. Or even be smart casual, maybe he is the t-shirt and shorts kind of Indiana kind of a guy. And how is that going to play, you know, with the final three women?
0: Yeah, I mean, we're definitely getting a version of Gary. And like you said, I think that Faith's Sons kind of sniffed that out a little bit, that maybe he's not exactly who he's portraying himself to be. That being said, I mean, talking to a woman's sons about whether or not you're going to marry their mom or one of your two other girlfriends, (laughs) I mean, it's, it's, it's so weird, but he does say that he's in love with Faith.
2: It's really hard for her to fall in love, but when she does, she falls hard and fast. And it's great to be caught, right? Yeah. We hope yeah. you we hope you catch yeah. her. But when she doesn't get caught, yeah. it could be really hard and hurtful because you have two other women as well. Yeah. It's not easy. The whole concept is just you yeah. can't make logic out of it. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. So you just have to go through the process and trust that you come out the other end with the right person. Mm-hmm. And I look at this thing as a huge responsibility. And yeah. there's only one woman I wanna be with. For the rest of my life. And I want to make sure I make the right choice. So are you in love?
1: Yeah,
2: Yeah, I kind of think I am. Wow.
1: Yes, but notice how he kept... Okay, with the sons, he kind of twisted his head around a little bit before responding. And I couldn't tell... Okay, should I tell them how I really feel or what do they want to hear? I could not understand his body language in that scene. But then, you know, the whole family when they're all sitting around and the sister basically says, "You know, we've all we've all gleaned that you're in love." I mean, talk about putting him on the spot, but he says it first. He whispers to Faith, you know, would you say it out loud? And she said, I'd say it out loud. So then he says it out right, loud right. first. Again,
0: it's like he needs to know what where she's at before he can say, like, like dude, if you love her, just say it, man. Like, why do you right. need to have this
1: confirmation ahead of time
0: before you actually say it? It's odd.
1: Yes, and if you are in love with her, why didn't you give her a rose? I mean, it's like... Putting—anyway, I just—I really don't understand what's going on through Gary's—I don't understand Gary's thought process. I I wish we knew how being on TV is affecting who he actually is.
0: Yes, yes. Because Gary does have these weird moments. The one that I'm thinking of is Gary goes to Leslie's hometown, and this is the final hometown, and he starts talking— about putting these women in boxes?
2: Oh. It's been a whirlwind of a week, two hometowns, and a lot of emotions. Right now, there are three women that occupy all of my thoughts, and I'm full-on conflicted. I think how I want to handle this is to consider that I have a Faith box, and I have a Leslie box, and I have a Teresa box. So today it's Minneapolis, Minnesota, which is Leslie, and I can't wait to see her.
1: I gotta say I
0: face palmed at this. I mean, what are you saying here? Like, I think he's I think he is trying to have have it both ways in a sense where he wants to have some sort of like logical conclusion to all of this, but also emotions and feelings. and I think he's getting very confused.
1: Yes. No, I think that we should put Gary in a box and send him back home <laughs> to Indiana. What was the whole point of that sort of producer debrief? I don't understand. I don't know. I think he
0: was just trying to sort out his feelings for each of the women. And a lot of times he talks about the women in these sort of um, like Macy's catalog terms is how I think of it, because he's like, They're, she's very sweet and she's just so much fun to be around. And I'm like, Okay, but like, what do you know about her as a person? What's her favorite movie? You know, what does she like to do on the weekends? Does she enjoy books? like we there's everything feels very surface level. So when he was with Leslie and her kids, her brother and grandkids, apparently they all call her Glamma. um <laughs> I like it, that. the whole. <laughs> bit with Leslie, because we had just seen him tell Faith, I'm in love with you. Right. It felt very cringe.
1: Yeah. And also, I mean, I do like Leslie. I feel like their whole hometown visit, especially coming on the heels of what we saw with Faith, their hometown visit, Leslie and Gary seem so staged. I, I don't know how, else, like, I did not see any authentic feeling attraction for each other I I can't describe it and I have to say too when Leslie referred to us or I guess the daughter Leslie's daughter said my mom is literally my best friend and you know blah blah and that set me on edge because that is one of those phrases that I really don't like to hear you know my mom is my best friend okay we can have many friends. You can only have one mother. Why would you you can be close to your mother but not have her be your best friend? And so then I thought, ok, I don't know. does it does Gary want to be with someone whose daughter is the mom's best friend? I don't know.
0: Well, this thing there's so much that we don't know about what Gary is looking for. I mean, he's got two women that kind of look the same. Um, he's got Teresa, who, let's face it, would jump in front of a Mack truck if he asked her to, and... Yeah, it's just kind of like what is it about these women that that you're so attracted to because you keep talking in platitudes about them being nice and sweet and well they light up my life and I think he had like some weird one about bringing joy into my life. It's like, "Well, yeah, I would hope so, but also like if she gets angry on a Tuesday, how are you going to deal with it?"
1: Right. And he's still bringing up words about completeness, you know, I can complete her, she can complete me. And so it's like can he not think, and again, not to totally dis on Gary, but I do wonder, can he just not think on his feet? <laughs> and so this whole thing about completeness is something that, oh, oh, okay, I've heard that before. Or does he? is he really looking for someone to complete him and that he wants to complete someone else? One of my pithy statements is, you know, I'm a complete person. I want someone to compliment me, you know, with an E, compliment, you know, add to my life. Not, you know, I don't want some half person walking around looking for some other person to complete them.
0: Yeah, yeah. But during the hometown, Leslie tells Gary that she is in love with
1: him. I just can't. I can't imagine right now my life without you.
2: Sitting with Leslie, I feel like I'm with my person literally at this point i could see leslie being my future wife a wise man told me don't walk by an opportunity to tell someone that you love them when you love them and leslie i love you
0: (laughs) i love you and he later says that he can see her being his future
1: wife what and that he (laughs) loves her Right. Was it because at the very beginning when they talked, she told that kind of talk about cringy, the way she told the story about her dad dying and her brother said, I'm the I'm your dad. Now. Oh, my God.
0: It was so I I was like yelling at my screen going, this is no this is not OK. We need to work on this some more. Like this is.
1: Whoa, I thought she was going to get into a story about this is terrible. I thought she was going to get into a story about being abused by her brother Uh, just because it was so get in the car. You're with me now, kid. I mean, it just it did not. Anyway, so maybe hearing that set the scene for, okay. I got to fall. I got to be in love with Leslie. She really does need me. You know, she's fun and she's beautiful, but she needs me. So, yeah, I just didn't think they're I don't know. When you compare Faith with Leslie, I feel like the one thing Leslie has going for her is that she has not said she won't move to Indiana. Mm,
0: yeah, I think that Faith would probably be the best fit for Gary. Just She just seems like a very put-together person and then they could, that they could be happy together. But I think he's probably going to choose Leslie because I think Gary on some level is looking for a little bit of codependency. Um, I think he might be looking for someone that he can help, that he can, that will feel like very much connected, like like that completeness. So he's looking for somebody who's not quite complete yet. And I think Leslie is a wonderful person, but she has some stuff she might need to work on and might not be a complete person. Whereas Faith seems like she's good to go.
1: Yeah, I agree with you on that. I feel like, and again, I want to go back to the Leslie we first knew, who was complete and fun, and just all of a sudden became very needy and dependent. And, you know, it's interesting because a couple of people brought up, oh, Gary is not her usual type. She would never have chosen Gary normally. And Leslie herself said, you know, her picker is broken. Well, and I said, Her picker is still broken. Gary may be a different type of guy she's dated before. And the type of guy she's dated before may have been a bad boy in the bad ways. But that doesn't mean that Gary, as a good guy, is the good guy for her. I don't understand why she's all of a sudden sort of, I don't know, playing a much more traditional, I'm a woman looking for a man kind of a thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, it's working because Leslie gets (laughs) the first rose. There's two roses to hand out. And he gives the first rose to Leslie. And then we got Teresa and Faith standing there. And then Gary says he needs a minute. And then he doubles over and he's crying. And we get a cliffhanger. (sighs) The result of the rose ceremony. And then during the women tall, Gary is going to confront the woman that he sent home. And let's face it. I mean, it's got to be Teresa. Oh. He's got to send Teresa home. <laughs> I don't know that he's going to, but it makes the most sense given that, I don't know. To me, he seems to look at Teresa like some sort of nice little doll that you put on a shelf. Where I, I feel like he's always two steps away from patting her head and going there, there. I just... <laughs> I
1: agree with everything you've said except for the way I felt was... Okay, he would not be about to vomit if he was going to send Teresa home. Let's just face it.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: And so the fact that he, because he said, "I'm going to vomit," Ooh. I believe he's going to be an idiot. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't mean to judge.
0: No, but I think that's right because I think that I don't get the sense that he really loves Teresa. I think he likes. He Teresa. doesn't. I think he likes hanging out with her. Yes, maybe I don't know. Lately, they don't even seem to enjoy. He doesn't even seem to like really enjoy hanging out with her that much. But I think he's really wrapped up in the whole she was the first one on one date. And he says that they had this amazing date. which honestly, like looking, I didn't think it seemed like that amazing of a date. You guys, you know, almost died on the highway in this busted up convertible and then had, you know, fries at a diner with like a weird flash mob. It didn't seem that great to me. And then when she's telling her family about how she showed up in a nude dress. and I know. That was so uncomfortable, them reliving that moment. Like, it's just...
1: I agree. That's
0: not a story you want to keep telling. I know they think it's cute, but it's not.
1: Yeah. I. This is what I feel. I feel like he is not choosing Teresa. I think he's rejecting Faith. Mm. And I think the only reason he's rejecting Faith is because of the distance thing. And that she said, I don't want to leave my wonderful family. Um, And, you know, we don't know whether she said, but hey, I'd be willing to go back and forth. But I think that's what it's going to be. And, um, you know, earlier at the very beginning, when Teresa's hometown visit, she had a very kind of poignant line, and she was talking to her sisters. And she said, you know, I'm 70 years old, I'm competing with these two younger women, because I think they're both in their early 60s. And that's when I kind of, for the first time, had a soft spot for Teresa. And so if he's going to choose Leslie over Faith, then give the other rose to Teresa, because Teresa's pool of eligible men is going to be smaller Statistically, than Faith and Leslie's. And Faith doesn't need Gary. Yeah. She doesn't. They have a wild attraction for each other. And, yeah. So... I think he's going to give it to Teresa. I hate to say it. I mean, every, but you know, I'm wrong with everything. I wanted Ellen to win. (laughs) I mean, your analysis (laughs) is sound.
0: Your analysis is very sound. And I think now you're probably right. And I was trying to, you know, logic some sense into Gary and that just isn't going to (laughs) work. But we will find out, if you're right, next week. We will also get the return of our favorites of Susan and everybody else for the Women Tell All. I'm very intrigued to see how it goes. Because it seems like these women really did end up, for the most part, a lot of them really liking each other and forming a nice bond which is always great to see so i'm i'm kind of looking forward to the women tell all next week
1: yeah in fact i want to have kind of a little spreadsheet because all of the points that we've brought up i wonder if they're going to bring them up oh yes. <laughs> like you know if we said oh this this and they'll go oh yeah yeah I'm like oh we were right
0: i am curious to see what they really think of gary now that they're not trying to win his heart
1: oh but they're still under contract with abc aren't they <laughs>
0: Well, that's it for us this week. The Waves is produced by myself, Shayna Roth, and Vic Whitley-Berry. Daisy Rosario is Senior Supervising Producer of podcast at Slate, and Alicia Montgomery is Vice President of Audio at Slate. Make sure to check out our regular episodes of The Waves every Thursday, as well as Laura's podcast, Dating While Grey, every Thursday as well. You've had some really great, insightful episodes. Make sure you check those out. We will be back next week for another scintillating discussion of Gary's quest for love. Until then, I guess you got to stay where your horse is buried. (laughs) Or
1: stay in your box. There you go. Stay in your box. (laughs) I'm Laura Stassi, and on this week's episode of Dating While Gray, we're amplifying some underrepresented points of view.
2: She said, when you said you were a feminist after our first date, um, I was curious about that. Does that mean you have more feminine personality characteristics than masculine? And I thought to myself, do I
1: really have to explain to a woman in her 60s what feminism is? What some men want. That's this week on Dating While Gray. The Grown Up Sky to love, sex, and relationships. Find us and follow wherever you get your podcasts.
2: For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus,